Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burugun campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Well, let's thank the worship team. They're an amazing guys. And good morning to you all. Yes, let's put our hand together for the worship team. It's great to have you joining us this morning in person, face-to-face, and also online. It is so good to have you join us. Now, this clip that you just saw is a crowd-funded project, and it's called The Chosen. You've heard it several times from the platform, from various pastors. If you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favour. Go and watch it with your family and your friends, right? You won't be disappointed. Okay, you will not be disappointed at all. And you would have guessed that this is the scene where Peter is called to become a fisher of man. And this morning, I pray that our Lord will bless us as we have a whirlwind tour of who Peter is and his amazing encounter with Jesus and uh, examine what we can take away from that for our lives. So let's pray as we come before the word. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence this morning. Minister to us, Holy Spirit. Come, have your way in us. We want you to reveal your truth. And that truth, we ask, that will transform our lives, Lord. And we pray In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, this morning we continue on with our series, Submerge, with the sermon titled, Appointed, examining Simon Peter, the fisher of man. We don't know much about the 12 disciples, but however, when we come to Peter, most of us know something about him, Uh, who he was and how he came to be a disciple of Jesus. Well, Simon, or Peter, he was the son of Jonah, but not the Jonah that we talked about in the first week of this series. Now, Peter was a fisherman, and Jesus gave him the name Peter, which means a stone or a rock. And sometimes Peter's faith seemed to be as firm as a rock, and at other times, it was not particularly good. But this is what we know of Peter. Ed, if you can show us the screen, please. Thank you. Now, because of time, I encourage you to get a hand of the, uh, the slides because there's a lot of Bible references. And I want you to go home and actually search up these Bible references and actually read it. Okay. So... Peter was called to follow Jesus and became a fisher of men, as we saw on the clip. Peter was blessed as he declared that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. But Peter had a great tendency to put his foot in his mouth by saying the wrong things at the right time. And there is an account where he boasts that he will never leave Jesus. Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, 
I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. But as we know, Peter denied Jesus three times. Then we come to this crucial point in Peter's life and ministry where he meets Jesus again after the resurrection and Jesus confronts him face to face. And this encounter of Jesus and Peter is recorded in the Gospel of John in chapter 21. And there's so much for us to learn from this encounter, this narrative. But what has been placed on my heart to share with you this morning is the interaction that is going on between Jesus and Peter. See, even though Peter journeyed with Jesus and was given the revelation of who Jesus is from the Father God, I kind of believe and I have a sense that Peter didn't know Jesus. But it is at this point Peter truly comes to understand and know who Jesus is. See, there is a transformation in Peter that I have not witnessed leading up to this point. Remember, he is boastful, right? He gets his foot in his mouth. And with witness leading to this point, we don't see that. He's boastful, self-confident, self-reliant. Peter is for the first time, but however, at this point, he's actually lost for words. In verse 17, Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Here for the first time, Peter truly humbles himself before Jesus and he knows that there is nothing he could say or nothing that he could do that will show his love for the Lord. But more importantly, there is nothing that he could say or nothing that he could do to deserve the love of Jesus. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. And Peter, I think at this point, realizes that. Let me explain. As Peter encounters Jesus, we see three points of interaction. First is Peter's repentant heart. Peter knew in his heart that he had made a mess of it again, but this time he comes before Jesus with a repentant heart and receives forgiveness. Since his denial of Jesus, a fireplace, oh, it's gone. The fireplace, that was there, right? That was there. Uh, would have reminded him of his failure. It would have been, but where does this encounter take place? It takes in place of a fire. And there, Peter is forgiven. He receives the forgiveness, receives the freedom from the pain, the guilt, and the shame a fireplace would have reminded him over and over and over again. But from now on, whenever he sees a fireplace, he will be reminded of the love of Jesus and the grace of Jesus. See, where there is true repentance, there is forgiveness and there is freedom. And that's what I see in this interaction. Secondly, Peter is reborn. Peter is not the same. Peter is transformed by his encounter with the Lord. He has become a new person. 
Listen to verse verse 19. Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hand and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus was talking about Peter's death. The old Peter would have immediately said something along the lines of, No, not me. This This won't happen, Lord. I won't let it happen. But this time, there is silence. Peter had changed, and we witness this as we read the account of Peter's life in the book of Acts and in his epistles. This encounter with Jesus had transformed him. And it is a new beginning for Peter. The old Peter has gone, and the new Peter is here in Christ. In the rebirth, in the rebirth, there is transformation. There's transformation in our lives. And thirdly, Peter is restored, restored to his place. Just imagine what he would be feeling right now, the grace received and empowered to once again to follow him, to follow Jesus even though Peter messed up. He is forgiven and he is appointed. See, restoration brings hope. Restoration brings hope. An encounter with Jesus is life transforming. An encounter with Jesus is life transforming. So what about you and me? Have we encountered Jesus like Peter had? Have we encountered Jesus? If we truly have encountered Jesus, you and I cannot stay the same. We cannot stay the same. We may be at different stages on the journey. Have a look at the screen. Have a just look at those titles, right? We might be in a place of repentance and forgiveness or rebirth and transformation or restoration and bringing hope. You know, are you needing to repent and receive forgiveness? Do you not yet know Jesus, but want to know him or have drifted away from him? Or is there something in your life, in my life, holding us back to coming closer to him? Jesus asked that we repent and come to him and receive the forgiveness and be free from whatever has a hold of us. Or are you ready to be reborn, bringing transformation in your life? When Peter truly encountered Jesus, his life was transformed. What about us, you and me? Has our life been transformed or transforming in the likeness of Jesus every day? If you aren't sure, if there is transformation in your lives, ask yourself, what are the people around me tasting and experiencing from me, all right? What are the people around me tasting and experiencing from me? When those around me taste Michael, are they tasting the goodness of Jesus or are they tasting something different, something unpleasant that they want to spit out? Are they tasting love, joy, peace, patience, 
kindness and the like? Or are they tasting hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, anger, or selfishness? What are they tasting from me? What are those around you tasting from you? Or are you ready to take the place where you need to be and be the vessel that brings hope wherever you go? We're all on a different journey, different points, I believe, on that path. But at this point, you might be thinking, what can I do? Well, you, can, you and I can do nothing. We can't do anything. But when we avail ourselves, when we give ourselves into the amazing, wonderful hand of God, He will do amazing things. We can sell ourselves short, but never sell God short in what, can, what He can do in and through our lives. Let me finish with these two stories to illustrate this point and, and wrap up. Now, I know many of you know a lovely dear old lady called Emma Gillett, right? Hands up if you know Emma Gillett. I know most of you won't, but there'll be some of you who know Emma Gillett. Emma was one of the first person that I met when I first came to Mounties. Right? I've been attending for a couple of, couple of months. And I was in the foyer, sitting down, having a cuppa, and Emma came and sat next to me. And she started to ask questions. Lovely lady, start to ask questions. Who are you? How did you get to come to Mounties? Right? She, she came and asked me all these questions. Then she asked me, do you know about Mounties? Do you know about Mounties? And obviously I said no, and she began to tell me about Mounties from its humble beginnings, beginning as a Sunday school, right, and the journey, how they got to be here. And over several weeks, she told me one story after another, telling me who is married to who and which family is which, and these are my grandchildren. And I thought it was a cult. No, only kidding. I didn't. I didn't. Look, I stayed, didn't I? I stayed. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. The reason why I tell you this story is if you are thinking that you have nothing to contribute to the work of the kingdom, think again. Emma was a dear elderly lady who availed herself to God. And as she was sharing these stories, she was welcoming me and my family into the family here at Mounties. She was introducing me to her family through her stories and she was inviting and welcoming me into this body of Christ. Well, she didn't know that I would become a youth pastor here at Mounties, did she? I was a stranger who had started to attend Mounties and she embraced me into this family. We can all tell stories. We can all tell stories. If not about Mounties, then about our life. How we have journeyed with God, the experiences, the highs, and definitely the lows we can share. And I encourage you to share your stories. Invite, welcome, encourage, and empower people 
to the family of God. Second story is this. There was an Italian economist named Vilfredo Pareto, an economist, and he observed that 80% of the land in Italy was uh, owned by 20% of the population. And this observation began there, but since over time, this 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, had been applied to many aspects of the world we live in, like in education, in commerce, efficiency, productivity, you name it, they've whacked it against it. And it pretty much holds true. And when this principle is applied to the church, it is said 80% of church members are served by the 20% who attend that church, right? 80% is served by the 20. That is 20% of church members volunteer and serve the church while the remaining 80% attend church. If we truly believe that Jesus came to change culture and the world, let us not conform to this principle, but let us flip it on its head. What would the church look like? What would Mounties and its surrounding communities look like if the 80% served the 20? The 80% goes out where God has called them to be and started to serve. There's always opportunity to serve in God's kingdom because we are all called and we are all appointed in some way. The question is, will we avail ourselves in the mighty hand of God? Emma welcomed and invited and embraced me and my family into this family of mountains because she availed herself to God. And if the world is saying that 20% in the church serves 80, let's show the world that at Mounties, no, not only at Mounties, but the church, 80% serves the 20. And this principle does not apply here. Let me ask you some questions to think about as we finish. And I pray that you will just mull it over throughout the week. Just meditate on it. Have you encountered Jesus? Have you come face to face with Jesus? Do you truly know him? Has your life been transformed or is transforming because of your encounter with him? Or are you the same? What is holding you back to avail yourself to God for his kingdom? Are you in the 20 or are you in the 80? Do we want to change this principle here at Mounties? Do we want to change that? Let's not be the one who buried the talent in the ground, but let's be the one who doubled what the Lord had given us. Let's be the one who doubled the talent that God has given us. An encounter with Jesus, like what Peter had, 
should never, never leave us the same. Never leave us the same. And if you're journeying on the same track, ask yourself. And I say and I ask myself every day, Lord, have I actually met you? Do I really know who you are? And do I know who I am in you? It's a great refresher, great reminder, and a great place to be as you start your day each morning. As I said, an encounter with Jesus should never leave us the same as we have seen with Peter. Let's pray. Oh Lord, Heavenly Father, we just ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Help us in our struggles. Strengthen us. Grant us the courage to avail ourselves to experience you, to taste your goodness. And may that goodness overflow from our lives to those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.